Welcome to Weekdays with Jesus. We are weak, but he is strong. Hi, I'm Kevin Biltman, your host and recovering burnout pastor who's here to normally share with you sermons and songs from friends of mine. But today, since one of our pastors didn't preach and our backup pastor didn't preach this past Sunday here, I thought I'd just go ahead and share with you a sermon from me. And uh, anyway, wasn't expecting to do this so soon here, but I knew this day would eventually come. But today, I thought I would share with you a sermon that I call The Most Forgettable Sermon. Well, a lot of us remember 9-11 as the day that terrorists attacked the World Trade Center towers in the Pentagon. And a lot of us remember where we were or what we were doing that day. I remember I was at Camp Luther in Nebraska where I was director, and I was with a group of other friends of mine who were youth workers or what we call DCEs. And um, yeah, it was just uh, quite a day. There are some days that you will always remember where you were when you heard the news about some historic event. Depending on how old you are, maybe you remember when Kennedy got shot or when you heard about Pearl Harbor. But there's also days that you remember good things that happened. When your favorite sports team finally wins the big championship, um, or maybe if you're old enough to remember the moon landing or um, different things here. But one thing that I'm pretty good at, and maybe some of you are, is I'm really good at forgetting things. Uh, in, in, in fact, I get better and better at forgetting things every year. And what are some of the things that we forget? We go into our room and we forget why we went there. We forget where we put our keys. We forget things that are on our grocery list. We forget where we parked the car. And we even forget people's names. I can remember the names of hundreds of actors, but I have trouble remembering the names of people that I see at church. Maybe you're like that too. In fact, whenever my wife and I go to a social gathering, I have to stand close to her because she's very good at remembering names, and so she can help remind me. God has wired her brain with some kind of facial recognition software or something like that. I don't know, but that's not my gift. I have other gifts, I guess. But there are things that are hard to remember, but on the other hand, sometimes there are things that are really hard to forget. What are things that are really hard to forget? Maybe a painful experience in your past. Maybe that time you said something that you wish you really didn't. You wish you could take it back. Why is it hard to sometimes forget mistakes that we've made? Why is it hard to forgive ourselves? Sometimes the things that are really hard to forget are the things that someone else did to you. Maybe when someone did something to you that really hurts you or embarrassed you. Why is it hard to forget the mistakes that others have made? Who is it that you have trouble forgiving? Maybe it's someone that lives in your home. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's a person riding in the car where you're driving right now. Maybe it's a person who's no longer living among us here on earth and you have unresolved forgiveness. It is not too late. You can still forgive them in your heart. We know that we should forgive and forget, but how can we forgive 
when it's so hard to forget. Wouldn't it be great if we could just choose what to remember and choose what to forget? (laughs) That'd be awesome. That would make it so much easier to forgive if we could choose to forget certain things. You know, I and maybe all of us here complain about being forgetful, but forgetting is a blessing when it comes to forgiving. Because forgetting is key to forgiving, and forgiving is key to forgetting. Let me say that again, since I don't have any screen here to show you here, but forgetting is the key to forgiving, and forgiving is key to forgetting. You know who's good at choosing what to forget and choosing what to remember? Well, of course, I'm talking about God. God is good at that, and more than that, God is able to forget your sin. Hebrews 10, 17 says, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Jeremiah 31, 34 says, I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Micah 7, 19 says, He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. And Isaiah 43, 25 says, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. So what, does God have a bad memory or something? No, no, of course not. When God forgives, he chooses to forget. Well, how does God do it? Well, of course, he's God. He can do anything. But I think it's also because God desires a relationship with us, and he would rather forgive us than forget us. And forgetting our sin is part of forgiving our sin. Let me say again what I said before. Forgetting is key to forgiving, and forgiving is key to forgetting. Remember what we pray in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's like we're telling God, please forgive me the same way I forgive others. Oh, I'm so glad that he's better at forgiving than I am because, boy, I sure need his forgiveness. And we know we're supposed to forgive, but we still fight it. Why is that? Probably because we think we have reasons not to forgive. We say things like, it's not fair. Well, forgiveness is never fair. That's the point. But you don't know how bad they hurt me. But that's not the issue. People may still hurt you, but forgiveness is how you stop the pain. Forgiveness is more for you than 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 for them sometimes. Well, I have to heal first, then I'll be able to forgive. But you know, forgiveness is a really important part of the healing process. But I want revenge. But of course, Hebrews 10.30 tells us that God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Well, they don't deserve forgiveness. Well, 
No one does, including you and me. Well, then where's the justice? It's on the cross where Jesus paid for your sin and for mine. Because are, are you more interested in being right or being reconciled? You must forgive in order to be able to forget, and you must forget in order to be able to forgive. We are kidding ourselves if we say that we have forgiven, but we continue to remember the issue with bitterness. We have to let it go. Let it go. Because who is the real prisoner when we choose unforgiveness? We are. Because it leads to bitterness, and it's destructive. The kind of forgiveness that God has called us to show to others who wrong us doesn't even depend on that person being sorry for what they did. People say, well, how can I forgive them when they aren't even sorry? Well, what did Jesus say on the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Remorse and repentance is between them and God. But as far as you and I are concerned, that's not the issue. Our inability to forgive interferes with being the people that God has called us to be. If you don't forgive, the hurt and resentment will only eat away at you like acid. Because unforgiveness is the poison we drink, hoping the other person dies. Let me say that again. It's one of my favorite quotes in this whole sermon here. Unforgiveness is the poison we drink, hoping the other person dies. We all have had undeserved forgiveness. God doesn't put limits on us, so we shouldn't limit our forgiveness to others. We know we have forgiven and forgotten when our concerns for the needs of others outweighs our concern for the wrong that they have done us. We can't do it on our own. We need help from others. But of course, most of all, we need Jesus. We need his help most of all. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Jesus is there for us. He helps us to be, as we read in Ephesians 4.32, kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. Christ loved us first. He gave his life for us. Now, I doubt this will be the most unforgettable sermon you've ever heard. But if you forget everything else, remember this. God can and will forgive and forget your sin. Amen. To go along with our message today here, I'm going to share with you a song that I wrote and recorded a few years ago called Don't Forsake Me. It's a song of confession and absolution or forgiveness. So it ties in also with the message of forgiveness of today's message. Oh Lord, here I am again. I keep coming back to you. 
side too Sins I regret So hard to forget Help me believe Jesus, please Don't forsake me Just take me And make me into who I need to be Please just hold me Console me And mold me Into who you want to see Please just wake me And break me Remake me Your grace that sets me free I bow before you Implore you, adore you for all eternity. Lord, if other people knew all the sinful things I do. Would they still love me the way that you do? Jesus, forgive so I can live. I'm so relieved you'll never leave. Don't forsake me, just take me and make me into who I need to be. Please just hold me, console me, and mold me. Just wake me and break me, remake me, your grace that sets me free. I bow before you, implore you, adore you for all eternity. You take my place, my sin is erased, your love sets me free, you give new life to me. Console me and mold me into who you want to see. Please just wake me and break me, remake me your grace that sets me free. I bow before you, implore you, adore you for all eternity. Don't forsake. 